Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life Journeyer, and friend. I come to you today from a place of feeling lost, an orphan, with both of my parents now gone from this life. It's a place I will speak from until I am with them again. Thank you for coming to this sacred space with me. You are listening to episode 49, Grief as a Constant Part of Life. It's the second part in my series on grief. If you missed part one last week, go ahead and catch up or just listen in now. Sometimes grief makes us feel like caged birds. We want out of the pain of it all, but the grief remains. It is hard, dust-eating hard, to mine the depths of our grief. This is because grief is a constant part of our lives and does not only involve the death of a loved one, though that is often the most thought-of kind of grief. Grief comes from so many things, a diagnosis of mental illness or chronic illness, a ruptured relationship, a changing relationship like parents have as kids grow and leave home, or as parents get older and children must become the parent. Then there's just the constant reality of death. Our lives here are temporary, and we buck against this constantly as we long for our forever home, or as we wonder if that forever home is even possible. Yes, grief is a constant part of our lives in a broken and fallen world, but there's always more to the story. In Jesus, God brings redemption, and therefore we can befriend our grief because it is a journey to know God and is healing we wouldn't know without acknowledging that we are grieving. So how do we acknowledge our grief and give proper space for it? Here are four keys to befriending our grief. Number one, whatever you do, acknowledge your grief and don't deny it. I don't know where it comes from, but in our Western world, the pulling ourselves up by our, our own bootstraps world, we think grief has a beginning and end. Or that there is a time to grieve and then we are no longer allowed to because we should be over it somehow. Ultimately, this does not honor our humanity as those who grieve. It also pushes the reality of our grief below the surface. And it can resurface as bitterness, hardness of heart, or a lack of compassion for the open grief of others. So we must not deny the very real grief of our days this side of Eden. Number two, we must reject spiritual platitudes. I don't know why it is, but so often as Christians, we feel we must gloss over our grief and the grief of others with spiritual platitudes like, they are rejoicing in heaven so we can rejoice. At least you didn't die from this or look on the bright side. God has a plan. While these things may be true, we again deny our humanity if we force ourselves too quickly into a spiritual acceptance we aren't truly ready for. Number three, we must know the true journey. There is an acronym DAYS, which helps define the cycle of our grief. D for denial, A for anger, Y for yearning, and S for sadness, cycling to eventual periods of acceptance. This acronym has been so helpful to me. As I feel any of these emotions and reflect upon why, I find this is a kind of grief I didn't realize I was experiencing coming to the surface. Or if I'm surprised to be angry, why? Often it is because of latent grief, but all of these emotions can be straightforward too in a grief that is very apparent. 
Acknowledging the days of our grief takes us on a true journey. Number four, we need to embrace the right truth. In Jesus, it is true. Hope is real, even in the most difficult grief. That doesn't mean we gloss over things with platitudes, but it does mean that we keep ourselves open to the grace, truth, and ultimately love of Jesus, which gives us real hope. No matter what, if we believe in him, our forever will come in great beauty and joy, and he will wipe away every tear. We allow this truth truth to comfort us, even when our emotions are still strong. Therefore, in our very real grief, there is very real hope. As Paul says in Romans Romans 8, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am sure neither death nor life, angels nor rulers, things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, grief is a constant part of life. That doesn't mean we're constantly depressed, but it does mean we are called to be in touch with the deep deep grief of a world gone wrong and our longing for perfection and forever with God. As we acknowledge this, we find the right emotions towards the right things. And misplaced emotions, like sudden anger at someone we love, can be understood as a part of our grief, and therefore we let go of that anger. Because we are true to the grief we always carry, somehow with us, we can feel the right emotions at the right time. And as I always like to end an episode, we know no matter if we feel lost yet in grief or don't understand our grief, that outside of all human love is the perfect love of God. He is Jesus, the light which shines in the darkness of our grief, and he can never, ever, ever be overcome. I hope this meditation on grief touches you somehow as you navigate something that is constant in our life on earth. May you truly grieve and therefore truly hope. In this encouragement to do just that, I pray you find these few minutes time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, and all of the grief that comes with it and other griefs I have known, as well as many other things about which I have written, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks which authentically navigate my own grief that may help you in your journey. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman, where I have a highlight on grief, which shares truths I have learned related to grief. I would like to leave you with this short quote. There is sacredness in tears. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, and of unspeakable love. That's Washington Irvin. It is a proud thing to call our tears sacred. It is a profound thing to call our tears sacred. It is a courageous thing to not consider ourselves weak in the face of them. This place where we journey to our true home is appropriately called a veil of tears. But there is also the truth that we weep because we have loved and know we are made for that love. Be honest and comforted in your grief, friend. God is close to the brokenhearted. Until we meet again in this sacred place, the best to you, fellow journeyer, on this long road home.